This is the Colorado Real Estate Experience, where we talk about building wealth through real estate. Today, we're going to talk about the markets and the coronavirus and how that's affecting the economy and how the economy is affecting interest rates and how you can build wealth um, through that uh, through where interest rates are and how the market is. So it's a crazy time right now and things are happening very quickly, very fast. Let's, uh, let's talk about the markets a little bit, Pat. Yeah. Woo. Wow. I mean, uh, good, a lot of energy. I mean, these are one of those things that, uh, you know, we see in this world that only come along so often, you know, I mean, some people may only see this stuff, I don't know, three, three times in an entire career. So I've, I think what am I in my 29th year? And I think I've seen this maybe twice. Um, so it's somewhat of a phenomena, you know, when it comes to like how it uh, all unfolds and it happens fast and then it's gone before you know it. Right. You know? And I know there's some factors that could help, you know, where this one could be lingering out around a little bit, but I've seen these things come and go. And I remember vividly, vividly having like, Tons and tons and tons of people in the pipeline just ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. And a lot of people were waiting. Um, you know, they thought it was maybe going to get better. They wanted to time the market. Um, and I know you're going to have a little bit of a different opinion on this than me. Um, but I saw it go away all in one fell swoop. I mean, I remember the day. Because oh, yeah. it was literally, I think there was like some upwards of 80 or 90 people in my pipeline that – uh, got the loan process started, but did not want to lock in yet. They thought rates were going to go lower and then something changed and boom. I mean, in the course of two days, they were, the rates were up almost a point and all, and, and it didn't make sense, you know? Well, yeah. Well, let's talk about it a little bit where rates are now and, and what, what you're, you're talking about here. So rates have gone down tremendously, um, very quickly and they are at really like the 10-year the, the treasury hit the lowest it's ever hit in the history of the 10-year treasury. So that is historic um, low rates. Um, so with the stock market um, going down, you know, 3,000 points last week, it's recovered a little bit this week, but when the stock market goes down, um, people panic, right? Um, when it goes down that much and they take their money out of the stock market and put it into bonds and that drives the interest rate of bonds down. And that's kind of what's happening here. And why is it happening? Well, there's a lot of reasons why it's happening. Um, they're blaming it a lot on the coronavirus and how that's going to affect the, you know, how in China, the factories are shutting down because of the virus and, how the supply chains are going to affect future earnings of companies, which I think is a legitimate reason. But nobody could predict that coronavirus coming, right? Right. I mean, exactly. Right. No, nobody knew of that. So that's something that comes and triggers this, uh, this economy. Now, there was some underlying other factors. I think the markets had gone up so fast and so long that they, um, they needed um, – something to have an excuse to come down and that's kind of what what we've got now but um but we've got to look at uh, you know in the future this coronavirus could be something that could really affect the economy you know and uh, it and it might not 
we might be come up with a vaccine next week and it'll all go away. Right. So that's, those are the kinds of things that you're talking about when that goes away, (laughs) our interest rates going to shoot right back up to where they, to where they normally are, where they normally should be. And that's going to happen at some point. Now, do I, I don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know when that's going to happen. So we have to take advantage of this opportunity that we have right now to lock in some very, very low interest rates um, and, um, you know, save, you know, four or five thousand dollars a month, maybe. And um, that, that, that's the hard thing. I mean, it, it's, it's very hard to predict you know, the stock market and, you know, how the coronavirus, how, well, if a hundred more people die of that in the United States, if it's a thousand, if it's a hundred thousand, nobody knows what this is going to, what this is going to happen, you know, but uh, with the election year and everything going on, there's going to be a lot of this fear mongering that's going to go, go on and, hey, this is the end of the world type thing, because we see it all the time. Um, but it's very difficult. Nobody can pick the bottom of, of these markets, right? But if you're paying $3,000 a month in your mortgage and we can get you a mortgage that you pay $2,200 a month, it's pretty easy to do that math. That's $800 a month that you're saving and you put that into something else, it, it, that, that's where you build wealth. You know, so we got we we can do the simple math and not worry about the big picture of of why all this stuff is going on. Let's just take advantage of that saving eight hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or whatever it is, and get you to um, save that money. And that's the way to build wealth in the future. Well, and so and again, this is something for us to discuss because it's a matter of opinion because really nobody knows. Um, but I mean, I, I'm hearing two different camps out there. Um, cause I hear some people feel like the rates are going to get lower. Uh, they feel like everything that's going on, that's going on is going to cause, you know, mortgage rates to actually maybe even get a little bit lower than what they're at now over the course of the next, you know, three to four or five months, whatever it might be. But I've also got some people that think, Hey, you know what? Uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth because they're low. And if you're trying to time the bottom and they could just as easily go away overnight as they got here that quickly, and then you miss out on the boat, you're going to kick yourself. And so I, do, what's the answer? I don't know, to be honest with them. I, I try and tell people my job is to present the information so that they can make the best decision possible. So there's a couple of ways that I look at it and we can discuss this too. But when I, because I, get, I get every question in the world when I get customers that call me. Some people you know, I've looked at their stuff in the past and been like, okay, you're at 3.75, the rate may be X lower. And it's, you know, it's different. So we don't want to bring up a rate right here necessarily, but maybe the rate is lower by a half a point or three, five eighths of a point or whatever currently. Um, and maybe it only saves them 80 bucks a month. And so maybe my opinion is such that it's like, you know what? Uh, I'm a big believer in building wealth, but just purely dollar for dollar, that doesn't make sense yet. You know, but I want to make sure those people know that. And so I've been sending like, you know, just real brief, super estimated analysis to people saying, listen, based on your mortgage that we, you know, that you have with us, based on where rates are now and your situation the last time, I don't know if it's changed, um, here's roughly what you might save. Use that information for what it will. 
you know, what you will. It may be something where you want to take advantage of $120 or $140 a month in savings. It may be something that you don't. Maybe your risk tolerance is higher and you want to see if they go lower. Maybe your risk tolerance is zero and you want to jump on it now and take advantage of it because everybody's different, you know, and everybody has different goals and objectives and definitely different strategies. So for me, it's a matter of just letting people know. And so what I've had, because I've been doing this for the last six months, you know, with the way rates have just kind of been slowly doing their thing. Um, and, you know, there are people who now didn't want to do anything six months ago. And now they're getting into that territory where, like, listen, you know, now my risk tolerance is a lot less because I feel super good about where rates are now. So I'm jumping on them, you know. And the whole thing is if they do go down, you know, happen to be another half a point or whatever, we'll look at it again. But I'm willing to take that chance with where they're at now. And then I've got some people who are like, I'm going to wait and just see. So it's, that's a decision that they have to make, but it's up to us to present that information to them so that they're at least educated in terms of what can happen now. Well, and it, and it is funny that people want lower rates than historic, the lowest rates we've ever seen. Yeah. It, it, it's like you're, you know, the experts on Wall Street that watch this all the time cannot predict the future. They cannot call the bottom. So if you can save money, do it. That's my, that, that's my recommendation. If you can save money, do it. And then if they go down more, do it again. You know, we can do it at a very low cost. You know, we don't have to spend, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are saying, oh, spend two, three, points. I've seen three points, you know, um, being charged to get a low rate, you know, and I, I with, with rates continuing to go down, I, I would suggest to do a very low cost um, and, and get your rate down as, as much as you can. And, um, and, and then do it again, if they go, if they go lower. And the only reason that rates are going to go but we've see we see rates in Germany and some of these other countries that are negative, negative interest rates. Could we get that here? Absolutely, we could. Do we want that? We don't want that because that means the economy is very, very bad. Right. So even if we, you know, it's good for interest rates, but you might not have a job, you know, and that's not good. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's one of those things that we love the lower interest rates, but the, the only reason we have really, really, really low interest rates is because there's a problem with the economy and we don't want that. We want a mix of low interest rates and a good economy. So, um, so be careful what you wish for, you know, and, and, you know, we don't want too low of rates because everybody that's had, you know, Japan has had very low zero to negative interest rates for 20 years and their economy is, is not good. You yeah, know, you so, invest a dollar and you're maybe after 20 years, you have a dollar 50. Right. You're so not going to retire doing that. You're not building right. wealth. That's that. not what we're looking at. That's not a wealth building economy. You know, what we're looking for is, is somewhere where we can, you know, gain in value and, um, you know, have good jobs and, and build wealth. And um, if we have negative interest rates, yeah, that might look good when you're writing your mortgage check, but it's, it's not good for the economy. And that's not really what we're looking for. But take advantage of them while we can. You know, if we do get, you know, two and a half percent 
mortgage rates or 1% mortgage rates, take advantage of that because hopefully it won't last long and the economy will come back and, and it will, uh, you know, it, it will be good for you to lock in an interest rate at the, at the lowest rates that you can. But look at it right now. I've got, you know, a, a lot of clients right now that are saving, you know, three, four, five, six hundred dollars a month, you know, for, you know, for, for very low cost. So uh, that's, that's what we want you to take advantage of these low rates and, um, you know, um, do the best you can with that extra money. How much, how much of this do you think is reactionary from the fear simply of, I mean, really the, the coronavirus and all the actions because of it? I mean, I understand that, you know, you, what you have is you've got, you know, China, who's a, you know, major producer of many things, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're- We, we rely a lot on China for- well, a, And I, and I understand good, they're yep. on lockdown. And so, I mean, the, the trickle-down effect is, is huge. Right. But like when it, when, because I've had this question and I don't truly know the answer um, other than just pure speculation, but what's your, what's your take on- um, not, not the fear mongering piece, because I mean, the fear is real. I mean, it's happening there regardless, even, right. even if it turns out where there's a, a simple solution to the coronavirus. And even if it turns out that, um, you know, maybe the numbers aren't even as bad as the flu, which I've heard, uh, in terms of like its impact and so on and so forth. I don't know enough about it. My point is that, I mean, those numbers are real. How much of that is really truly or how much of the, uh, the rates and what's happening in the stock market truly attributed to the U.S. economy? Well, I, I think a lot of it is. I mean, it's, it's a trigger. So, the, you know, the stock market has gone just almost straight up for the last, you know, three or four years since, since Trump got, got elected. It's pretty much just gone, just gotten straight up, you know. And the reason for that, in my opinion, is because it is the best place in the world to invest. So all the money is going in there. We've had low interest rates on our treasuries and our mortgages. So why would you put your money in uh, a treasury bill that's at, you know, one and a half percent, where you could put it in Apple stock that's going up 30%. Right. A year. So that's where the, the money it has gone to the stock market because that's where you make money. That's where you build wealth in, in, the, in the last few years. So now Apple or, um, you know, a toy manufacturer or whatever is getting all of their goods from China and now China can't produce those goods, so Apple or somebody else can't sell those products, what's that going to do to their earnings next year? You know, they're talking about the Christmas season, you know, being affected because they're making those products now to get shipped over, you know, for the fall and the, and the, and the Christmas season. Yeah. So, but, and, and really the markets don't like uncertainty. Right. So how do we know? And China is a, is a, is a place where we don't know if we can really trust the information that they're giving us. Right. Are, are they opening back up their, their uh, facilities? You know, is there a hundred thousand people that are affected by this virus or is there 2000, 
you know, we don't really know the answer to that. And that's, that's where the fear comes in and that's where the uncertainty comes in. So that's why things pull back. And when we get the real answers, like, oh, we're not going to be affected. China is going to be able to produce those goods and we're going to be okay. Then everything goes back to normal. But let's say it's the opposite. Well, China really is affected and those factories aren't going to be able to produce those goods. That's going to hurt earnings, which brings stocks down, which could cause a recession. And that's where you get the really, really low interest rates. So, um, it, it's one of those one of those things that um, it's the uncertainty that causes these big drops, and um, and then when we get the certainty back, then it goes back up. Yeah. So. Well, so it's I mean just interesting to see. I mean it's because I mean I probably have filled the more calls because the Fed's cut the rates. Yeah. Um, because of the assumption is that hey the Fed's cut rates by what was it a half think of fifty basis half a point. Right? Yep, fifty yeah. basis points. Like, does that mean Emerg- market- emergency emergency rate cut? So it's yeah. not at a normal time. So that doesn't happen very, very often too. No, but I mean, if you, if you really were listening, some of that was factored in, I, I believe, because I mean, there was some thought about oh, it. Oh, totally was factored in. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people feel, and that's where I, I mean, basically my general statement has been this. I mean, the information is at our fingertips within seconds now. So if the feds are even thinking about that, the information gets pushed out somewhere. And so that gets leaked it gets processed and gets spread wide. And then the things that happen are already kind of factored in. And so even though, I mean, it, the, way the, the way that the mortgage rates work are more, more of a direct relation to the bond market and the stock market than the Fed's cutting the overnight rate. However, that affects the bond market and the stock market. So ultimately it does affect our rates. It's just not direct. A lot of people are under the impression that the federal government cut rates by half a point. Does that mean my, Mortgage rate. Now three and a half. Right. No. Right. It doesn't. No. And a lot of times, by the time you know about it, it's already been factored in to the market. And what what the problem is now, or the hard part to see now, is everything's been overshadowed by the stock market, the coronavirus, the fears, all that stuff. So even though the Fed's came in and cut rates today, they had been talking about doing some sort of measure for a while now, enough to where some of that's already been factored in. So, and why do the feds cut the, the, the overnight rate? It's to help companies, right? Mm-hmm. And to get to have more profits so they could, you know, um, so, so their, their earnings can go up. So, their, so the stock market will go up, right? right. It, it had actually the opposite effect today where the, the markets were up and they announced the, the, the cut and it yep. was probably too much of a cut. So right. what does that tell? What does that tell investors? More uncertainty. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe the economy is worse than we thought. Maybe this coronavirus is 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 worse than we thought. Now we really got to get get out of out of stocks. You know. So it's 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 a funny thing how um, the Fed thinks they're helping and sometimes they hurt. And it's, it's, it's a very, um, the monetary policy is, is not a automatic thing. If you do this, this happens. It's well, a lot of things that factor into it. And just like you said, also, if, if you lower rates, if you lower Fed rates, 
that doesn't necessarily mean mortgage rates will go down. A lot of times it's the opposite effect because it helps the economy and that's actually bad for rates when the economy is good. So it's a, it's a crazy dynamic, but that's why you need people like us that can really walk you through those, you know, those economic steps and, and how all these things affect mortgage rates because that's what we know. That's what we deal with every single day and we can help you, um, you know, get through this minefield of what's going on right now. And we're not going to be perfect, but we can, like I said before, we can say, uh, hey, you're paying 3000 now and you could pay 2200 That's saving you $800 a month. That's what you need to really focus on. Doesn't matter what the Fed's doing. Doesn't matter what the Fed's going to do in the future because we don't know how that's going to react. Let's just, hey, this is where rates are now. Can you save? Can you make money doing that? Does it make sense? then pull the trigger. Don't wait because you might, you know, tomorrow it might only be that you're saving $400 a month and that's $400 that you just lost for building wealth for the next 30 years. There's also a lot of political posturing going on. We, I mean, don't, don't oh. forget, this is overshadowed by everything else too. It's an election year. Absolutely. So a lot of political posturing by everybody. Right, like all of them. There, there's that. That's going. And that's on. where the fear thing comes in. Right, and so there's yeah. smoke and mirrors. Right, right. Uh, from from both sides. You got one side that's you know trying to make it that, that, that you know here's what's been done and here's how good it is. Another right. side is like here's what's not been done and not how good it is. Yeah, you know, yep. where does the truth lie? Yep. I, do we do any of us really know? Right, and it's Super Tuesday right now, along with all this stuff. So that's the biggest you know, the, the biggest primaries, you know, so that this is going to determine maybe who the Democratic candidate is going to be, you know, and whether you like Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or whoever, that makes a difference to the markets. And um, it's, it, but it, who knows how, how the election, the election is always, and I tell clients, hey, this it's an election year, and especially how polarizing everybody is, whether you like Trump or whether you don't like Trump, it's just a very, um, he, they affect markets. And um, that, that's where you just have to realize that it's not going to be a straight line down or a straight line up. It's going to be a little bumpy, no matter which way we go. And, um, but all that factors in on top of everything else you know? So it's, it, it's, it's definitely a crazy time right now, but take advantage of these crazy times. Don't be the deer in the headlights and like, Oh, I don't know what to do. I think it's going to go lower. I think it doesn't matter what you think. Just take advantage of, of where things are right now. If it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't, don't, you know, and, and it's, it's pretty much that simple. Don't get too overwhelmed with all the things that are happening because nobody can predict the future. Right, exactly. And don't, and don't pretend like you can either. Oh, I mean, look at, look at what happened. Everybody was saying if Trump got elected, the markets are going to tank. That's what everybody, you know, or a lot of people, especially on the Democratic side, were saying, oh, it's going to be terrible, terrible, terrible. It's been just the opposite for the stock market, you know, whether, whether you like it or not. But people predict things that don't happen. You could say the yeah. same thing. Hey, if Trump wins again, hey, who knows what the market's going to do? If Bernie Sanders wins, who knows what the market's going to do? It, there, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but you can't get caught up in the rhetoric because every side's going to say it's going to be terrible if the other side wins, right? It's, that's, that's how elections have been done since 
since the beginning of time, I'm better for you than the other guy, you know, and if you, you elect the other guy, it's going to be terrible for you, you know, and, and that's usually not the case either way. Right. Right. (laughs) So you just got to take advantage of, of these, uh, um, opportunities when we get them and at historic low rates, take advantage of them. If you can, if it makes sense, do something right now. Don't wait for the absolute bottom. You know, if you can save $800, but if you wait a week and you can save $825, is it worth that, that risk to save that extra 25 bucks? Right. Exactly. You know, or, Maybe next week, now you're only saving $400. That, that, that's kind of where we are right now. We're so low that you don't want to miss out on, on these rates. Yep. Well, and everything's, everything's different. You know? Every, everybody's different and everybody has their different goals and their different, different things. But um, you know, we need to take advantage of them when we can. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, you know, so going back to really the whole reason we do this show in general is about building wealth and real estate. And it doesn't get any better than the times like this. I mean, obviously, if we're, you know, if rates are higher, we're talking more about strategic moves with your, with your, you know, your, your, your piece of property than uh, just purely simply, you know, purely saving money on a monthly basis. And so when we look at it now, I mean, it's, it, it's three and fourfold. I mean, you've got everything from just pure monthly savings. And I mean, with the way the rates are now compared to what people have done in the last couple of years, I mean, I still have people that have bought their house or refinanced for that matter in the last couple of years that are in the mid or upper 4% range. Yep. So now you're talking dropping it by a point or more, uh, depending upon, you know, the program and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that, that's substantial savings. But so, think about the other pieces to it. If maybe you're looking to, you know, pay off debts, you know, and this really broadens the range of what um, people can do to really build wealth with their, with their home. And that's because, because I do have people that are like, hey, I was at, you know, 3.875 and I just never saw the value in refinancing because like purely payment to payment, it wasn't that much less. But I need to pay off $30,000 in credit card debt and now might be the time to do it because I can lower my rate, you know, enough to make sense plus pay off their credit cards at the same time. And that, so I'm seeing a lot of that. Oh yeah, me too. I've got a couple of them right now that are uh, refinancing, pulling money out to do renovations on their house, pull money out to do, um, to pay off some credit card debt, those types of things. And, you know, three weeks ago, they were at like a um, even payment, pulling out, you know, 40 or $50,000 and keeping the same payment. Now, they, they, they could, uh, they're going to actually save money by pulling money out. So if you can, if you're thinking about, um, you know, renovating or or doing those kinds of things, then, then this is a a great time to do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Well, and the other thing is too, which I've seen and I'm seeing a lot of activity, a lot of activity with people with investor loans right now. Um, just because that's, you know, where your invest, you know, your typical investment property is, you know, half to three quarters of a point higher, um, you know, in rate. Now I have actually, believe it or not, seen people who dropped their investment property, uh, you know, mortgage down into the threes. Yep. That's that's strong. I mean, think about the long-term impact on cash flow that has for somebody, you know, because rents aren't going down. Not, not right now. In fact, I was, 
I saw something the other day from a couple other states that border Colorado. It was Utah. Utah was one of them. And maybe the other one was Nevada or Arizona. I don't remember. But, yeah. you know, not direct border, but they're right here in the western side of the United States. Um, rental shortages. There's not enough places to rent for people that want to rent. Yeah. You know, and obviously Denver's not necessarily in that, you know, realm yet. But at the same time, holy mackerel. Think about it. If you could get your rate down to the point where it's, you know, um, you know, 4% or lower on an investment property, that's real cheap money. That's really maximizing the return on investment that you have on, on a, on a rental property. Well, I, I, we advise people all the time on buying rental properties and things like that. And, and, you know, if you can just get enough to pay for your mortgage, you know, and then, you know, gain on the appreciation, you're, uh, you know, you're okay, you know, but now think if you could save 500, now, now you're making, so let's say you're breaking even now on your, on your rental, you know, or you're making a hundred bucks a month. Now you save $500 on your mortgage, you know, now you're making $600 a month, you know, and do that for the next uh, 10 years. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Exactly. Well, and that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, I think it's what people, you know, I, I think the big thing, when, like the, from what I'm seeing when I'm talking to people is they don't, um, I don't say they don't know, but they're, they're in the same, I mean, they're just getting the information that's out there and it's, it's not confusing by any means, but you know, it's just with what's out there and, and what you're seeing in the news or what you're reading on the internet or whatever. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand what's next. Yeah. Like I said, some people don't just don't want to deal with it. Some people want to jump on it and do whatever. And it's just one of those things, you know, I, right. I think that we said this early on and I think this is a common theme that we have. And it's like, don't, don't waste your time trying to, to time it to bottom the market out. Right. You know, if things make sense, do it now. Right. I mean, worst case scenario, if it, you know, if, if things do go lower and that's you're you know, you're that fortunate as a, as a homeowner, I guess. Um, then, you know, you look to do it again, but I mean, you're going to kick yourself 50 times over if you miss the boat and do nothing because you're either waiting for the bottom of the market or trying to time something. Um, and you miss out on it completely. That's right. You know, I, I always tell people this, I mean, you'll, you'll have that big gulp once you're like, Oh, I can't believe I missed that. Or, you know, or I, I could have gotten a little bit lower if you do it. It's just once, right? Because you're like, Oh crap, my payment could have been $30 less a month if I just would have waited another week. Those are, those are little things. Those aren't big deals. Um, however, if you miss out altogether and your payment is $300 more per month because you waited to try and time the market and it flips on you and then you're paying that, you're, you're going to make, you're, you're going to make that big gulp every month for the next 30 years or as long as you have that house or that mortgage. So I, I you know, like I said, look at, look at what you have and take advantage of it. That's the way I look at it. Right. And let us know if we can do a, a mortgage checkup for you, you know, text the word refi, R-E-F-I to 720-650-6440. Text the word refi to 720-640, hold on, 720-650-6440. So text that to that number and uh, we will do a, a checkup for you free of charge. Just make sure that it, it makes sense, but take advantage of this time right now and um, build some wealth. 
um, because it's, it's historic times. Rates are lower than they've ever been. So take advantage of that. If you own a house now and you have a mortgage, it's time to look at managing that mortgage properly so you can build wealth in the future. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next week, we will um, talk to you later. Have a great week.